Hello and welcome to the iBug Buzz for March 22nd, 2021. I'm your host, Kenny. And today um, we'll be talking about everything iOS, including iPhone, iPad, Apple Watch, Apple TV, and iPod Touch. Um, we don't use the raise hand feature. So if you have a question or a comment, Please just say your name and wait to be called on one of our moderators, either myself or Sonia. Also, um, this call is being recorded for our podcast with uh, Sight into Sound as well as on our website. And also with your favorite podcatcher, you can look for iBug Buzz and listen to us there. Let's see. Um, Welcome everybody, and um, um, I forget. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> okay, we're gonna. Um, 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 say um, who we are and where we're from, and um, remember, if you don't have a comment or question, please mute yourself for the quality of the recording. Alrighty. Um, I'll get us started. This is Kenny from Missouri. Chanel in Houston. Kirby in Houston. Welcome. Toby in Baytown. Welcome. Jim from North Carolina. Welcome. Linda from Conroe. Dana in Cincinnati. Welcome. Tree from Indiana. Welcome. Gary from, from Tulsa. Okay. Heard... Sorry, Gary. <laughs> okay, two of them. Welcome. Carl, Montreal, Canada. Welcome. Abel, Abelheim from Boston. Welcome. Anissa, Philadelphia. Welcome. Claudia in Houston. Welcome. Roy from Rainy Fort Worth. Welcome. Joel from Norman. Welcome. Stephen from Austin. Welcome. I'm there from Houston. Welcome. Freddie from. Welcome. Freddie from Galveston County. Welcome. Shree from Springfield, Virginia. Welcome. I call Houston. Welcome. All righty. Uh, Eva from to... Missouri City. Oh, okay, welcome. <laughs> Andrew from France. Welcome. Shadi from Montreal. Welcome. All right. Welcome, everybody, and um, welcome to the uh, first time callers. All right. We'll get with you in a minute. But first, I believe Michael, um, the iBug guy, has uh, some announcements, and we'll throw it over to Michael. 
All right. Thanks, Kenny. Yeah, we got a couple of things going on in iBug this week. Just want to bring those to your attention. Uh, first up, tomorrow night, if uh, you're having issues with your Mac or maybe you're thinking about getting, getting a Mac and just want to know more about it, come join us on our iBug Macintosh hosted by Chanel Allen. It starts at 7 p.m. Central, right here on this very same Zoom line. And uh, glad, Chanel will be glad to have you join her there. Then we have on Friday night, our ever fun Friday night at the virtual movies. Starts 7.30 p.m. for the pre-social. Uh, 8 p.m. the movie will get started and then anybody that wants to stick around after the movie we have a usually have a discussion and have a fun time talking about the movie so that'll be this Friday 7 30 p.m. central then on Saturday we've got our iBug Apple workshop we've got uh, several fun apps that we're going to be demoing and uh, also going over some Apple news and rumors. So that's at 2 p.m. Central Time on Saturday. And those are the uh, main events going on this week. Uh, we've also got our Apple Watch drawing. For a donation of only $10, you can uh, enter our drawing for the new Apple Watch Series 6. And if you want to increase your chances, you can uh, make a donation of $50 and get six tickets. So that just all goes to benefit iBug. Uh, we will be uh, having the actual drawing at our 10th anniversary in May, our May Apple iBug Apple Workshop. And for information on that, you can always go to our website, iBugToday.org. Scroll down a little bit and you'll find the information on how to enter that drawing. Uh, then you can also uh, find on our website information about our one-on-one -on -one Jumpstart Mentoring Program. Uh, all of our meetings that are recorded, you can find those going back to maybe a year or more of recordings there on all the different uh, training sessions that we do. And also, if uh, you want to follow us on social media, we've got a Facebook uh, group, facebook.com slash group slash iBug today. And that's a good place to not only find announcements, but uh, you can also get uh, information or post questions about anything uh, you may have questions on iOS and you can post them there and uh, get those answered. And you can follow us on Twitter at iBug today is the handle there. Uh, I think I forgot to mention also on our website, <clears throat> if you want to get on our mailing list, there's a uh, button there that says register to join iBug and just fill out the form there and that'll put you on our mailing list to get uh, emails of all our upcoming training sessions and events. Uh, something new that uh, we got coming up, uh, iBug is now on Clubhouse, 
We've uh, got a club there, iBug today. Okay, if you're on Clubhouse, just go search the clubs for iBug today, and you can follow us there and be a part of that. And we're going to be having a weekly kind of a mini uh, buzz on Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Central. So we'd love to have you come join us for that also. That'll just be a one hour uh, Q&A session. So just search on Clubhouse for iBug today. Actually, you can just search iBug. We're at the top of the list. There's no other iBugs in Clubhouse at the moment. So anyway, that's the uh, announcements for this week. And this is Michael and I am done speaking. All right. Thanks, Michael. Um, do we have any first time callers? This right, is Carrie. I'm out of Fort Worth, Texas. Oh, hello, Carrie. How are you doing? And how did you hear about iBug? Um, the Lighthouse program here in Fort Worth hooked me up. Oh, cool. And what kind of iOS devices do you have? Um, currently, I have the 8. I'm contemplating upgrading to the 12. And I'm also on the iPad Pro. Awesome. All righty. Well, welcome. Thank you. Is there any other first-time callers? Anissa, Philadelphia. Well, welcome. Thank you. And, and how did you hear about uh, iBug? Through my great chapter, president of the NFB in Greater Philly, Miss Denise F. Brown. So I've been following you all for a little while now, mostly on the weekends for your workshops and for the uh, movie night, which I enjoy immensely. And now this is my first time on one of your buzz calls, and it's great so far. Welcome. And what type of iOS devices do you have? Well, I am new to the Appleverse, as everybody lovingly calls it. So I have in my hand an iPhone SE, and this is my first Apple product. So I'm eager to learn from you all. And everything so far that I've learned has been great. Awesome. Me too. I'm also eager to learn. That's cool. Well, welcome. Thank you. All righty. Is there any other first-time callers? I think Patrick is out there. Patrick? Yeah, from Connecticut. Yeah, uh, yeah. I've been to Macintalk, but I've never been to the iOS one. Welcome, Patrick. Thank you. And um, what, um, I, I guess you've heard it from the Mac, but what type of iOS devices do you have? Well, I just got my first iPhone a couple of months back, an SE, and I have the uh, iPad Air 2020. Okay, awesome. All right. Well, welcome. Is there any other first-time callers? All righty. Well, welcome, everybody. And I might have neglected to mention this is a Q&A, a question and answer. So if anybody has a question, question or a comment, just say your name and uh, we'll get this started. Kenny, it's Marty. All right. Okay, go um, ahead, I Marty. Wanted, I actually want to answer a question that was answered last week, and it had to do, I don't know, Kathy asked it. It had to do with touch typing, and I think her problem was that she didn't want the phonetics. She just wanted the characters, and some of the suggestions that were given were not 
what you have to do is you have to go into accessibility and then voiceover and then under touch typing, you click on that. And then you have several options. You can just have character spoken or characters and phonetics. And if you like, in other words, so when you're, when you have your finger on a C for a while, it might say Charlie or whatever. So, so you definitely know what character that is. But if you don't want those phonetics, you can turn them off. All right. Well, thanks for that tip. And hopefully Kathy is listening. Yeah, right. I'm well, not thank sure you very much, Mark. Yeah, sure. All right. This is Gail. All right. Go ahead, Gail. Hi. How are you doing? I'm um, doing great. Okay. Um, I have a question. I have not. There are some books that I have not been able to find on Bard. And um, I have found them. Well, one of them I found only on Kindle and one of them's on either Kindle or Apple Books, uh, uh, which um, one, okay, I've never used either. The other one I haven't looked yet. I know it's, uh, I think it's only available on Kindle. And I was wondering what people's experiences are with voiceover on Kindle and if our, our Apple Books. Um, which one was are they both good or which one's easier okay all right okay maybe Shelby has an answer go ahead Shelby I'm the book lady here um (laughs) sorry joke um so I have experience with um apple books um now this is a long time ago I have not investigated recently but uh, versus Kindle, they're both pretty good as far as voiceover accessibility. Um, if you have an actual Kindle, it is a little bit tough. But if you um, use the um, the Apple Books or Kindle um, app on your phone, it's it should be pretty good. I can yeah. get back with you next time and and and, and come back to it and and give you. A yeah, more thorough answer on that. I think, I'll I think Jerry. I think Jerry has a comment. Jerry. Oh, oh, yeah. Jerry. All right, Jerry, go ahead. Oh, no worries. Um, yeah. Hi, everybody. It's Jerry Hello. from. Um, and I, <clears throat> I did want to say that I've used both. I tend to stick with Apple Books because the, I think the prices are <laughs> a little bit lower. Uh, and I was curious as to. Uh, were these were these uh, books about the i Apple stuff or were they just no 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 these are novels and um, I thought I thought one of them was a bestseller and I was surprised it wasn't on Bard but um, you know I've been looking um, but I was wondering but the Kindle book would be on the app and yeah, then right. and then of the Apple. But, but I was wondering which one would be the easiest to use, right? Well, you also is, might buy Bookshare, you know. Um, I, I don't, don't you have to be a student for Bookshare? No, well, you got to pay for it if you don't. But yeah, um, and there are there are ways to you can scan books and whatever, do stuff for them, and they'll give you discounts. But uh, Bookshare has a huge amount of books, and I've found a lot of books that I you know, couldn't find other places. 
on there. So I keep much to my wife's chagrin. I renew that every year because I've, I've uh, found some of my uh, spiritual books on there that I, I couldn't find elsewhere. Anyway, uh, I'll let someone else chime in here. All right. This Thank you, Keith. Jerry. All right. Go ahead, Keith. I was just going to say, I think one of the biggest differences between Bard and uh, Kindle and Kindle, I use Kindle when I, I'm not able to use Bard and I like it. It's really accessible and easy to use. Uh, the biggest difference that you have to keep in mind, Bard, you actually have readers uh, that read the books and you play those audio files in Kindle, you're actually, for the most part, if you just buy a regular Kindle book, you are you have voiceover uh, reading the book to you. You can, there are some books that you have uh, the audio, um, and I, I'm not sure if it's actually audible, but you, you have some books that have an audible uh, selection and you'll have to pay extra for that. So I tend to not, pay the extra and just uh, pay the regular price for the Kindle book. But if you go to Amazon and go into your settings, you can designate what device you want your Kindle books to go to. And once you purchase your Kindle books in Amazon, it will go directly to your Kindle app. This is Roy. All right. Thanks, Keith. I believe I heard Roy. Yeah. Um, I just had a quick question, Keith, since you know more about Kindle than I probably. If I remember right, don't you do a three-finger swipe left or right to move by page? Can you verify that? This is, Keith, you can actually do the two-finger swipe down, and it will automatically turn pages, or you can manually turn pages with the three-finger swipe to the left. We'll turn the pages. uh, It will go increase in the book and you can do the three finger swipe right and that will decrease the pages that's what i thought yeah because you know a lot of times i want to go back if i read something and you can only go back a page unless you do the three finger swipe if i remember right right and and that's the other kind of thing the difference Bard and kindle you know you have more control in bard you know uh going forward and back in kindle like you say you either have to go a whole page or put your finger on the page and find what you want to reread so it's a little more cumbersome but it's like i said it's really it's still really accessible all right we got hurry and then eva you know just one thing with kindle that you can do is don't forget you can also not only you can uh, use your, uh, you know, Amazon devices to read Kindle books. I, uh, from what I understand, she's a very good reader, and I would assume that would even work with the Alexa app on your phone as well. So, you know, just opening it and ask her to pick. So that would be another option to read Kindle books. Also, with Bard, sometimes you know, depending on how soon the book was is released, you know, sometimes they may get it like you know six months or a year down the road. You know, even if it's the best seller so um depending on what was you know it may appear on bard one day it may not and um, so you would pick kindle uh, over the uh um apple books right kindle 
probably. I well, it's been a long time since I've used app. I, I'm I'm not gonna go there. I'm just gonna yeah, stick okay. to what I was okay. saying about see the some things you can do with Kindle that you can certainly not do with Apple Books, to my knowledge. Okay, so. okay, that's good to know. I, I think Eva is gonna say something. Thank yes, you, Eva. Eva. All right. Okay, my comment is just um my experience with Apple. I've had great experience reading regular my some of my textbooks from college with um with apple and then i discovered recently that you can get audiobooks on apple too so if you want to look instead of dealing with audible and some of you know their issues you can just get your books through um apple and it's so much easier <laughs> to to navigate and um, i'm leaving. i'm not saying that the audible app is difficult but it's just i'd rather have my books in one place so yeah all right that's a very good point and thanks for the audible audio books tips all right go ahead keith just uh just to clarify on the kindle app the it actually has there's some books that actually have the audible type file i'm not sure if it's exactly audible but it's still uh in the same app it just gives you the gives you both choices to read it manually with voiceover or go down and play the audio file Yep, this is Kenny. Um, if you do get that second choice for an audible book, uh, for an audio book, excuse me, with the Kindle, that is the audible version of that of that book. So that, that that's how um, they do it. Sometimes now, not every book will be like that, but if you have that second choice, that would actually be the audible version of that. And, uh, and it may not say it. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's but, say it if it's audible, if it has a um, Kindle. Well, I just know from experience yeah. that um, that that is the that's how they do it on some this of the books. This is Keith. Go ahead, Keith. If you purchase uh, your books from Amazon, it will list if the audio uh, file is available, and it will give you the option to make that additional purchase. Yeah, that that might be an additional purchase as well. Yeah. Okay. This is Andrew. Right, we got Andrew and then Linda. Go ahead, Andrew. Okay, so just back to the original question of which one was actually more accessible, um, <laughs> Apple Books and, and Kindle. Um, I've used both extensively. Um, and to be actually honest, the in terms of reading, just straight reading, um, the Kindle app tends to actually turn the pages more smoothly and more consistently. The Apple, Apple book sometimes has some issues with turning the page. It'll just stop reading and you'll have no idea where you are actually. <laughs> um, so the Kindle is actually a little bit better about that. And then if you can figure out um, getting into the actual, there's a menu system once you and it tells you how to get into the menu system um if you get into there it, you you can then go through and pick exactly which page you want which chapter um and you can navigate the book completely and the, the other thing about kindle too and that nobody really touched on is that there's a couple of features like you can look up words um that you don't know um you can also make comments um or, or annotations in in the book so if you're taking notes or something you can actually um do that in the kindle app that's not something you can do in the apple books app either and all of that is accessible in kindle all right thanks cool. for the explanation yeah. all right linda 
This um, is Stephen. This question oh, is, for, is for Eva. Um, how do you get the um, Apple books and how much do the Audible books run through the Apple books? Eva? Um, this is Kenny. I believe um, the audio books that Apple has, they're, they're various different prices. It depends on which book you're, you're purchasing. And how did I look for the books? I believe I went, the, I want to say, maybe I went through iTunes. I've only searched for it like a couple of times. And I, I want to say I went through the iTunes store. Um, if I'm not correct, then. This is Sonia. All right, go ahead, Sonia. Yeah, I think Stephen has a comment, and I think we need to move on. Oh, all right, we'll move yeah. on. All right, okay. Stephen, last comment. Yeah, sorry, I, I forgot that Linda was before me, but um, I've seen that note-taking feature, or you know, where you can make annotations, but I've never figured out quite how to do that. Sheree, do you happen to know how that, that works? Was, I believe that was Andrew. Oh, was it Andrew? Andrew, yeah. yeah. Or anybody? Oh, sorry, that was for me. Um, I'm sort of paying attention. Um, sorry about that. Um, if it's a little bit tricky, um, what you have to actually, at least what I had to do was to select the text that I'm wanting to comment about, or I think there's a place to do it for the actual page, but I don't remember. Um, but if you select the text that you that you were wanting to comment about or make an annotation annotation about, um, one of the options that will end up showing up is to create an annotation or a comment or whatever it is. And you can, you can comment. And it's also where you can find the definitions for words that you, you don't know. Um, interestingly enough, um, because I, I live in a French speaking country, um, I sometimes have to look up um, words in French that I don't know, actually know. And um Kindle actually does that too. So anyway, just the side note. But yeah, it's it's when you. I think sometimes you have to select um, the text that you actually want to comment about. Otherwise, it doesn't really know what you want to do. That makes sense. Okay, that that might have been what I was missing. I'll give that a shot. Thank you. All right, and, thank you. Uh, this is this is Gail. I just want to thank everybody for their help and comments. All right. All right, Kathy. Um, okay, go ahead, Kathy. I know we're done with it, but I just wanted to say that um, this would be a really good topic to do to delve into. I'm I'm so um, I use Bard all the time, and I'm so used to just hitting play. And I know when I first got my iPhone, I read a couple of books successfully with the with the Apple books. But now when I go to do it, I can't remember. I I don't know the other one that I used. And I found it really clunky and hard to work with was the dream scanner. Is that where is it the dream or the dream reader? One of the dream ones. And I, it wasn't as easy as just hitting play, you know, and it, it, it the text moves. This is how I don't know. I'm done. <laughs> I just oh, think it'd be a good topic to explore. All right. Well, thanks, Kathy. All right. Who has a different question or topic? This is Jerry from Vermont. All right. Go ahead, Jerry. Uh, uh, I, I just uh, I think uh, Kathy's right. I'd like to see you guys do a, an Apple um, 
uh, uh, workshop on, on the books thing. This is Keith. This is Herbie. All right, go ahead, Keith. I was going to say we did a recent cafe on some of the book apps. If you go okay. onto the website and do a search, you should be able to pull up uh, the cafe that we did those, those okay. apps. Thanks. But I did want to, I would did want to ask Kirby a question from a former, uh, uh, I choice thing that, that he had. I ended up getting the, um, the scale. Uh, I actually got the heart one that you can actually recharge the battery, uh, the cardiac, uh, model of the, the withings, uh, scale. And I got the thermometer. I'm having a little bit of trouble connecting that withings scale to my phone. It sometimes happens, it sometimes doesn't. Do you have any tips on that, Herbie? Uh, maybe this would be a good um, off-air discussion. Um, we can okay. arrange a time to, uh, you know, really go over more of the actual uh, problems that you are having. And then Chanel is a little bit more of an expert in the actual connecting of it, so she would be an expert. And um, I also have an, an another answer for Kathy. Had another question last week that. Um, I actually have an answer for that. I was surprised none of us mentioned at the time. Well, let's let's deal with the questions first that people have, yep. and then we'll come back to answers of other questions. Yep. Okay, so please right. let's who, try to stay on track. Okay. All right. Who has a different um, topic or question? This is Carrie. All right. Go ahead, Carrie. I have a question in regards to text messages. I'm in a bunch of group texts and a lot of people do the react. And so sometimes I get the same loved like, and I have to listen to the entire reposting seven or eight times. Is there a way to eliminate the reposting of the actual post? That is a good question. All right. Who in the audience might know the answer to Carrie's question? how to get rid of the reposting of, of the reading of the messages when somebody likes or loves a particular message in a group. This okay. is Shri. All right, go ahead, Shri. I just mute all the groups. You, you, do you mute the thread or the just the actions? I, I've gotten nowadays. There's just so many going on. I just kind of mute and I just listen, you know, read it at my leisure instead of at the moment. Um, I ha I haven't figured out how to stop in the middle of a thread. So people that I'm getting a lot of those kind of messages, I'm just muting them. This is Herbie. Okay, that's a that's a good tip. You can mute the thread. All right, go ahead, Herbie. Um, one thing that can help at least eliminating needing to read the reactions, if you, this won't work if you have an Apple Watch, but if you are getting text messages just on an iPhone, the reaction sound is different than the incoming text sound. And so if you hear a little, you know, kind of like, type sound instead of the normal chime or whatever your default messaging sound is then you're already going to know that oh that's just a reaction to somebody's message i don't need to bother reading that okay okay all right hmm. all right does anybody else have an uh, answer 
for this text question. All right. This is Keith. All right, go ahead, Keith. Uh, I just thought of something. If you uh, turn off always speak notifications, will you just hear your text sound? I, you know that's that's you know, that's in voiceover. I would have to try that because because I know it. Uh, I, I think when a, a text comes in, it's coming in as a notification. So if you uh, turn off always speak notifications, uh, you'll hear your whatever your text sound is, but it shouldn't repeat that uh, text every time. All right, that would be in. Settings, accessibility, voiceover, and um, way near the bottom, it, it would have that always speak notifications. All right, thanks for that tip, Keith. We'll have to have Carrie try that and see if that works. All right, who else has a uh, the next question? This is Mr. Tower with an answer. Oh, I had I heard two people. Uh, there was um, Hal. Hal was there, and uh, somebody else. Who was the other person? Okay. This well, is Patrick. I'll wait for Hal's answer to that other question. Okay. Um, all right, Hal, go ahead. Okay. Uh, to answer Kathy's question, I have on my iPhone, it's called Voice Stream Scanner. And now you use that to scan uh, items like a ketchup bottle or anything. But I think there is a Voice Stream Reader out there, too. I'm done speaking. Yep, there is. All right. Thank you. All right. All right. Go ahead, Patrick. Oh, thanks. You know, with an iPad Air 2020 and a, and a magic keyboard, when I'm on pages, I'm getting character and word echo. It's driving me crazy. I've, I've looked at all the obvious settings under general, under keyboard, under accessibilities, under keyboard. I can't find something that may be hidden that I can change because boy, it's so annoying to hear that. All right. Um, um, is anybody else getting key echo, character this, echo on pages? This is Jerry in, in Vermont. All right, go ahead, Jerry. Just um, uh, a uh, uh, question. What? Hang on, Jerry. You're you're not coming in very clearly. We can't hear you. Right. You're kind of coming in and out. If um, change the keyboard has a you know the main keyboard thing under general, not the accessibility one. I think that may be that may be where you need to change it so that uh, and or in obviously your verbosity settings uh, under accessibility as well. I think there's there's verbosity under there. Um, in that, in that, iPad, that, there's verbosity. Do you know where oh, that yeah. is? Uh, I think it's I think it's under accessibility. Uh, Herbie, maybe you can help me out here. This um, is Herbie. All right, go ahead, Herbie. Yeah, you'd find verbosity under voiceover. Um, yeah. Uh, it, yeah. This is Dana. Uh, okay, Dana, Dana, do you have a comment or a question? Uh, yeah, I was just gonna say um it's under uh accessibility voiceover and then um uh verbosity yeah yeah, yeah. all right cool 
All right, thanks. This is Herbie. All right, go ahead, Herbie. Just one of the thought too. You know, it, you know, you mentioned it was happening in pages. Is it possible that your autocorrect is also on, and that's also um, affecting how your keyboard's working? Yeah, the autocorrect is off. I, okay. I turned off almost every. At this point, I think I turned off every. I think you could turn off just to try to eliminate. Well, and that's under all the keyboard areas. You know, the problem. Of course, you wouldn't know what you were typing, but okay. Just a thought. Yeah, thanks. Uh, all right. Well, hopefully that verbosity helps out. Yeah, thank you. All right. Who has another question? Is it Ibrahim? All right. Go ahead, Ibrahim. Uh, I had a question also. If I could, I want to make a comment on the book uh, topic a minute. Okay. Uh, sure. So uh, for books here, I don't know how many libraries are doing this, but um, I suggest that you check with their uh, talking book uh, library because some of them are giving out um, free memberships to books there. Just thought I might toss it out there. Yep, that is true. All right, thanks. All right. And, and my question oh. is, uh, I'm wondering how do you um, stop like subscriptions from audio and new one? Like once you have a free trial to a service. Is that with Apple or iTunes? Uh, or? Uh, no, it's with like Spotify or something like that. I'm trying not to get charged in a month. Did you get it through um, Apple? Yeah, I, I, I signed up for the for the trial through the App Store, I think. Okay. Uh, you can go to um, settings, tap on your name, go to your, um, I believe it's uh, subscriptions. And you might have to sign in there and then it'll show all your active subscriptions and you would cancel it there. Wouldn't it be under the subscription tab in the app store? I see there's something like that. Mm, not in this case. You want to cancel the subscription. It's it's in settings, your okay. name, and you know, just follow those instructions. You'll find subscriptions there. You might have okay. to sign in and then um, it'll show your active subscriptions. Then you would pick the one you want to cancel and you'd cancel it. And you have to cancel it 24 hours before it auto-renews. I mean, you can cancel it before that, but at the latest, 24 hours before okay, your thanks. subscription uh, renews. Thanks. How am I sounding, by the way? This Pretty is good. Keith. Okay. Uh, okay, go ahead, Keith. Hey, one cool thing about canceling your subscriptions, even if you are paid up through the end of the month and you cancel the first week of the month, you will still have an app active subscription uh, up to the point you paid. So when you cancel, you're not automatically canceling your prescription or prescription. Yes, your subscription. That, that is true. Mm -hmm. Yep. That is true. Thanks for that tip. All right. Who else has a comment or question? This is Herbie. All right, go ahead, Herbie. Since no one has a question at the moment, I thought I'd actually, since uh, she's on here, um, as, answer a question. So Kathy had asked last week about, you know, the question, I think it was Kathy had asked about taking, you know, a profile picture for Facebook. And it was on another, um, another place, actually, but somebody mentioned that you can use Ira 
or be my eyes, you know, and even the free service with Ira and have them help you take your picture. And in fact, even uh, Chanel did that the other day and she found it was very um, easy to do. They're very easy to work with and can, and if Chanel, if you're talking, you are muted, but, um, oh, I think she's talking somewhere else, sorry. But uh, yeah, you can use Ira and have them, you know, they'll guide you and they'll take the picture and then they'll just email it to you and there you go. So that's another way of taking your own picture. Okay, so Ira not be my eyes to take pictures, correct? Ira for sure. I don't know about be my eyes, but Ira okay. definitely will. I mean, All Ira's right. more professional anyway. So that's, and since the, you can use the free five minute thing, that's the one I would definitely recommend. All right. Thanks for that tip. Great. Could I just, Thank you. Could I just, Jerry from Vermont, could I just say about be my eyes? Um, the one thing they don't want anything on there that would identify you so i don't think they would take a selfie of you you can get an app that's pretty effective called selfie actually um and it's a, i think it's free and you can uh it will guide your hand holding the camera in front of you but be my eyes if you're taking a picture of you or or your credit cards or your medicare card or whatever um they they won't they, they're not allowed to do that because you can get yourself in a heap of trouble the ira folks are bonded they are um you know they they're uh, they go through training and they're bonded and um i, I think they may even be paid I, i'm i'm not completely sure of that they will do that i'm sure so just a just this a couple is, of all right this is sonia go ahead sonia i think the app if the one Jerry's referring to, it used to be called Selfie X, I think it was, or I don't know if that's still there, but I remember that app. And then it would say, you know, move to the right, move to the left, and it would say, say cheese, you know, she would say it in this really crazy voice. But I don't know if that's the one Jerry's thinking about, but I, that did tell you like when you were centered and it, they usually came out pretty good. Yes, it is the one. I'm, I'm, I don't even yeah. know whether it's still still around but that, that that's what i use for my selfie okay yes it's called selfie x or it used to be called selfie x so we'll have to check on that but okay thank you all right thanks sonia and thanks jerry linda. this is herbie okay linda and then herbie how do you um upload a picture of yourself to uh zoom like if you want to put up your picture you know, while you're talking or whatever, your picture will oh, come up. Oh, to change your avatar. Oh. Yeah. All right. That's a great question. Who would like to help Linda uh, in the audience to upload her photo to Zoom? Does, does anybody uh, have a, know how to do that? All right. Um, uh, Linda, I I have not done that yet for Zoom. I think Chanel. Sorry, Chanel. Thanks for the talk. Hey. She's having meetings. This issues. is Chanel. All right, go ahead, Chanel. Um, well, I just know, so I didn't realize this, but if your Zoom is connected to Facebook, you, uh, your avatar will show whatever Facebook photo is there. Because somebody commented the other day, who somebody some of these meetings that people have some vision and they saw a picture of Herbie and me and that's a picture that was on my Facebook so Zoom will use that otherwise I'm sure 
like for Clubhouse, which now I'm not really using that much, but I got the photo for that. But there was like an upload photo button. So you just have to find or like a change photo thing. And then you eventually find like something that says browse or camera roll or I don't know what the process is exactly for Zoom. Maybe somebody else knows. And sorry, I didn't get a chance to connect my headphones, but I'm done speaking. All right. Thanks, Chanel. All right. Does anybody, um, has anybody ever uploaded their photo for Zoom? I wonder, I guess nobody's done that here yet. This is Sonia. All right, go ahead, Sonia. Um, Yes, I was, you know, we had a, there was a meeting this weekend, uh, you know, one of the organizations here in Houston called Haven, and they talked about the importance of having, you know, a good picture and, you know, that we be uh, smiling and, and the importance of having a good picture there. And it looks, you know, depending on what audience and impression that you're trying to make and so forth. So I think it is important to do it. I haven't done it myself, but I plan to do it. So thank you. All right. Thanks, Sonia. All right, Roy. Uh, When you go into Zoom, before you connect to a meeting, go to settings, then go to your name. And there's where you would insert your photo. If you have one in your photo album, you can search for it there. All right, thanks. So launch Zoom, go to settings, and your name. And profile photo. Yeah, and then it says profile the... photo. You tap profile on that. Photo. Yeah. All right, okay. and then it might right. ask you, you. permission uh, for your to view your photos. Mm-hmm. Might pop up if it doesn't Thank have you. permission. All right, cool. It's Kathy. All right, go ahead, Kathy. So. Isn't there a difference between if you're on a Zoom call and your video is on, they're going to see you in real time. So where does the picture come from? Is that if you're not on video, it'll just show a picture of you instead? Um, this is Kenny. Um, when I'm not on video on Zoom, it just says my avatar. I, I have no idea what's displayed there. I'm guessing if you have a picture there, it'll show that. But mine just okay. voiceover just says um, Kenny's avatar. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, all right. Well, when you don't have a picture, um, it just shows a picture of a person, a unisex person. And if you if you do post the picture, which is what Michael does and Shana does. Then there will be a profile picture, like of the eye back for the little lady back on her tail in the case. Or in Michael's case, when he's on his personal account, you see a picture of Michael with his cool sunglasses. So it depends if the person attaches the picture to onto the zoom or not. Over and out. All right. Well, thank you. All right. Who else has a question? This is Patrick. All right, go ahead, Patrick. Thanks. Yeah, you know, on my iPhone SE, I, when I'm when I'm calling a place that has an automated system, and I need to put in a number, 
this may be specific to my phone or I'm, or I'm just kind of dumb and I don't know how to do this, but with the voiceover that you need, I can never get to the keypad to punch in the number. Some of the numbers I could reach, but the top two rows seem to be very difficult. Is Am I doing something wrong or is there a way around that? Because it's really drives me crazy. It's usually I can't do it at all and I end up having to leave that call. Um, it's crazy, great, but it's... Uh, it's question. It's, this is Shree. All right, go ahead, Shree. Yeah, I was just going to say, you said you had a SE phone? Yeah, SE 2020. Have you turned on reachability on your phone? It's a setting in accessibility where it actually brings the top portion down by... Uh, does the SE have a home button? Uh, uh, yeah, it does have a home button. This is Herbie. Um, I believe... Uh, I could be wrong, but on my eight plus, on my eight, I was able to do um, reachability by uh, kind of like on the home button. I would uh, kind of do a um, a quick double tap, not a push. I believe I was just doing a like a tap tap, and it brought on the screen on the screen. And what it does, no, on the home on the home button itself. Oh, okay, you have to turn it on. You have to turn reachability on and accessibility. And the whole purpose of that was just bringing oh. the top portion of the screen to the bottom so you could easily reach it. Oh, that might be the trick because, boy, I cannot uh, hit those numbers. Oh, I've never heard of reachability. Oh, well, thank you. This is Jerry from Vermont. Well, well this is Herbie. Okay, I, hang on. Okay, Herbie, go ahead. I, if I could be wrong because I haven't had these type of phones in a while, but I believe reachability is only an option on the plus size phones. I do not believe it is on the smaller models. No, that, no it is actually on, on there. It's, it's deep in accessibility. But what okay. I was going to suggest is, is if you know the number that you're calling beforehand, just put it in your contacts with commas. If you put a comma between mm. the between the number and the um, and the the you know the automated extension or whatever that you want, uh, two commas actually the comma will make it for for uh, a couple of seconds, and that way it'll give the phone that the the answer phone the one you're calling time to click in you know. Uh, dial my extension or dial the extension and then it will do that automatically for you you don't have to worry about i agree with you it's a pain to type type those in when you have to um i understand uh, what you're saying but my problem is that i never know what number they're going to give me they're going to say oh if you want this you're going to press four or i never know according to each business you know yeah it's not about the phone number it's about pressing this number to get to that area you know right it's kathy okay um well jerry uh thanks for your tips and um kathy um do you have a new question no i have a a new answer um okay i've had the same problem and the answer for me is if you have your headphones on you can you know the numbers are going to be on the screen you know the top row is like an inch oh, from the top okay but when you have your earphone headphones on you can hear the numbers the trouble is when you're trying to do it without the headphones on it keeps 
going in and out. Like sometimes you'll hear the, well, uh, yeah, I'm probably not explaining that well, but try it with I, I get what you mean. That's what, right. It fades in and out and you go, oh, I think I got it. Then it, it's gone. Uh, yeah, yeah I'm going to try that reachability it. thing and the headphones then. Wow. Because, boy, it's been driving me nutty. Yeah, this is Kenny. When I um, dial, oh, when I dial on my phone, um, I have a call. I will um, um, usually I go to hide then keypad and then able to dial my numbers uh, if the keypad doesn't show up. All right. Go ahead, Cherie. I was just going to say, you know, one of the things that I do is I try to keep the my focus on number five because it's in, it's in the center of the keypad and i'm just flicking left and right as fast as i can to go through these numbers uh just so that that's a good one too yeah excellent oh. but focus on five uh, because you know just like a regular number keypad on our everything else we try to put our finger on five you know on a regular landline phone i always have my number a finger on five just so that i can easily find the other numbers but if you can, if you can flick left and right pretty fast, you can get to those numbers pretty quick. Oh, good. Oh, excellent. Thank you. I've got another drive you nuts thing. <laughs> Who's this? It's Pam in Oklahoma. Okay, welcome, Pam. I'm trying to enter my new debit card into my wallet, and it tells me no matter what. I I know I've got the right numbers typed in, but it tells me it's invalid for some reason. I mean, I, I, I did right. it okay when I when I had to call in the, the main number to the bank to, you know, establish the new card. I know the numbers are correct because it said my card was active and I could use it immediately. But when I try to enter in the wallet, I, I know the numbers are correct, but it says invalid anyway. All right. This is Freddie. All right, go ahead, Freddie. Yes, um, I have a um, SE phone, too. That's and what I have too. when I um, do my banking, a lot of times I use my Bluetooth keyboard to enter the, the numbers in when I, I call my that. bank. I, I did that also. So I just wanted to mention I that. I know the numbers are correct. I'm just okay. frustrated because it doesn't care whether. All right. Has anybody entered their card for their Apple wallet uh, successfully? Um, this is Patrick. I have done that. Oh, the new okay. cards One are at a time. Smooth. All over the card is smooth, and you have to. Right. You don't do the side with a little square. You do the other side for anybody that gets a card like that. You would think you do the side with a square on it, but you don't. Okay. All right. Um, I think Patrick. Yeah, I've entered okay. mine. I I didn't have a problem, but there was an option to take a picture of it. I tried that too. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't do it that way myself. I, I, I just entered the numbers, but. Are you, and um, Pam, are you entering the numbers with no spaces, correct? And no spaces. And it reads it out just fine. I mean, I, you know, listen to this what it's. This is Herbie. Hi, Herbie. Hello. Hello. Go ahead, it just Herbie. occurred to me. Have you verified with your bank that it supports Apple Pay? It does support Apple Pay. Okay. I, I've, I've never had a problem ever since Apple Pay was invented. I've, I've never had a problem like this before. But this is the new kind of card that doesn't have the raised up numbers, so it's a different kind of card. I mean, that shouldn't matter. Well, I mean, I the card's just yeah. made a different way, you know, so that it's made because of COVID, right. so people don't have to touch it. And so it's just not acting normal. I never yes. have 
ever had trouble. Sounds like a Wi-Fi card. card. Is it a Wi-Fi card? No, it's not a Wi-Fi card. It's well, a they have, they have ones Nancy. with a chip, uh, chip in it. All right, go ahead, Nancy. Um, I was just going to suggest, <clears throat> I've had issues before, and I've ended up calling Apple, excuse me, Apple Accessibility. And oh, my numbers idea. were, excuse me, my numbers were off by a digit. And so oh. even though I had the correct numbers in, it wasn't lined up right in the box that it needed to be in. Oh, and so maybe that have maybe somebody check and make sure and make sure your um, your expiration date and your security code are in there correctly. Too. Oh, they're correct. I've got all okay. that. It's it's it reads it just fine. And also, there's I, I backspace until I hear that conk conk sound. And so why would yeah. it be in the right place? <laughs> Okay, hang on yeah. one one at a time. So let Nancy finish answering her question. Okay, so Nancy, is that all you had for that? Yep, that, that's okay. it. All right, all right. One thanks, at a time. Nancy. That's a good tip. Thanks, all Nancy. Right. I'm going to try Pam. that. I'm going to try it. I'll let you know what happens. But I mean, if, if you go to the very end of the, you know, where you hear that conk conk sound, it, it seems like that'd be the first of the box, wouldn't it? Okay. All right. Hello. Thanks, Pam. Who else has a uh, another question. This is uh, got about a three-minute question. So okay, three-minute question. Hello, hello, uh, sailor. Yes, I'm here in the meeting now. Okay. All right. Welcome. Um, this is Jerry from Vermont. All right, go ahead, Jerry. Uh, back to uh, to Pam. I think it was from Oklahoma that just said about the card. Uh, Apple. Apple accessibility is a good thing to call, but what I found, I got on a, a heck of a mess uh, with my Apple card um, because I changed phones and the phone, the, 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 the device ID number changed and it freaked me out. I didn't know, I wasn't aware that it would do that. And so I called the, uh, the number that is on, on the wallet for whatever card you know, you, you have, and, and in, in this case, it was the Apple, uh, I, Apple card support number, as opposed to the Apple accessibility number, which would work too, but they were absolutely wonderful in, in, in terms of, of giving me uh, help. And I'm totally blind. And I, I didn't have a problem entering the card so much, but they're right about uh, lining it up correctly. And it, it, sometimes it just, you know, it's just weird. Some of the I've been on now, if I backspace to try to delete something like Zoom, I'll try to delete my uh, my uh, my friend's uh, name. I don't even know what, what, how I'm coming in on this tonight, but um, it'll go clonk, clonk, and it's not completely at the beginning of the... It's uh, weird. Yeah, I'm glad you know that. That's this is for me. All right. I think um, just Jerry, real quick. Uh, go ahead, Herbie. Uh, well, just real quick. So, but I think, um, sorry, I forgot what your name was. I didn't think you said, um, I believe you said it was a regular bank card. I don't think you yeah, said it was said, an Apple card. She said it was card. a regular bank card. That's correct. Yeah. So, Jerry, you were talking about the actual Apple card, correct? Yep. Yeah, I believe he was. Yeah. Okay. So, that's a totally David. different thing than what she was talking about. So, okay. Yeah. She was talking about a regular bank card. Yep. All right. Well, thank y'all everybody um all right we are right at our midpoint we'll come back to you at the other on the other side david okay 
All right. So thank you, Kenny. I was pretty busy there, huh? Welcome, Sonia. All right. Thank you very much, Kenny. Okay. So if you didn't get a chance to say hello the first time around, uh, please say your name and where you're from. This is Nancy from Bend, Oregon. And hey, Nancy. And my mentee, I think, is still on the is on the phone. I think. If yeah, I could Carrie, just Carrie, welcome. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. You did a great job. We're glad. This you is Isaac in Temple, Texas. Isaac, welcome. Keith, welcome. Brad and Dallas. Jerry, Brad, welcome. Dallas, thank you, Michigan. Oh, well, well, hold on, hold on. Who, one at a time. I think Priscilla, welcome, my dear. Good. Long time. Good. How are you? Glad to have you. Okay, then I think I heard well, Dan. Hi, this is Sailor. Hi, so Sailor. I'm welcome. presenting tonight. All right. Thank you, Sailor. Welcome. And then who else? Dan? Yeah, this Did is I... Dan in Southern California. Hey, there you are. Welcome to you. Mark hey. in Montreal. Mark, welcome. David, welcome. Anybody else? Jake and Elisa Porter. Jake and Elisa, welcome to you guys. Anybody, anybody else? Want to say hello? Didn't get this to say hi. This is Gail. Hey, Gail. Welcome. All right. Anybody else? Okay. All right. Well, real quick announcements for this uh, real quick recap. So tomorrow is Mac and Talk uh, uh, hosted by Chanel Allen. Anything you want to know about the Mac, that is where you can come. It's the same forum as this call. And uh, it'll be on the same Zoom conference line. Everything is on the same Zoom conference line. So that makes it nice and easy. All right. Um, all time central. So then let's see. So after the Mac and Talk on when Tuesday, that'll be at 7 from 7 to 8.30. And then, and then, and then Saturday, we will have our iBug Apple workshop. We'll have lots of fun apps and Apple news and some new presenters. So come check it out. It's always fun when we have some new blood and uh, new voices to hear and their style of presentation. We are always so excited about that. And let's see, we are doing our drawing, the Apple, uh, Apple Watch Series 6, and that will be on May 22nd at our 10th anniversary. It's $10 donation for a chance to win your very own Series 6 worth $400. Or if you pay $50, you will uh, get six tickets. And uh, we are so grateful to those of you who have already uh, donated. And if you want to continue to do that, that is also, uh, we'd love to have you participate in that way. We're reading the book, A Higher Call, and you better start now. It's kind of a long book. It's 13 hours. It's DB 76,100 by Adam Makos. Okay, those are the announcements. Our Jumpstart Mentoring Program is out there. Uh, if you need help, new beginner with your iPhone, like our new person who joined the, today, um, fill out the application on the website, the Mentee application, or if you're super good with your iPhone and would like to help somebody else, we'd love to have you as a mentor. We definitely need your help. Um, so uh, the, the iPhone Mentee uh, waiting list is growing, so we'd love to have your help. Okay, all of our calls are recorded and all of them are archived on our website and they are available. The iBug Monday Night Buzz calls are available on the uh, your favorite podcasting app and also on the favorite A-Lady. All right, with that, we will now talk about Friday night. What's happening Friday night? iBug Night at the Virtual Movies, okay? 
And this programming is meant and for blind and visually impaired users, of course, right? And we will be watching a movie, but we don't know what the movie is yet. It will start at eight o'clock central time and the social time starts at 7.30. Come for that, have a little music trivia, a few bad jokes. Oh, sorry, I guess maybe they're not bad jokes. They're good jokes. And then after the movie, we'll have some discussion about the movie. But you may ask, what is a movie? And for that information, we have our lovely iBug guy to give us those beautiful clues. Mr. Lovely iBug guy, are you out there? I am here. Oh boy. Welcome, welcome. Welcome what? to Michael's what? Movie Minutia. What is that music? It's my new background music from Michael's movie, Minutia. No, please. I think you're pretty distracting already. Cut the music. Okay, please. <laughs> no music. No music. All here. right. Welcome, everyone. So as Sonia said, our Friday night movie, going to give out some clues and just like the regular buzz don't shout out any answers. If you think you know the title, say your name. Wait. So I recognize you, and then you can guess. Take a guess. And one guess only. One guess only. Is that a new rule? That's a new rule. Well, it's always been a rule. Okay, go for it. Okay, let's go. All right. Get our clue number one. This week's film is frightening, (laughs) involving, and disturbing. Shelby. Okay, go ahead, Shelby. The Exorcist. <laughs> the Exorcist is frightening, involving, and disturbing, but that's not the one we're doing this week. Sorry. Dana. Go ahead, Dana. It. 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 Oh, it. It is not it. Sorry. Hey, Mr. McCulloch, how many syllables does IT have? IT? It. IT is two syllables. Mark in Montreal? Mark in Montreal. The Shining. The Shining. We've already did The Shining. Oh, yeah. That's a good guess. This is Gail. Wait, this is Gail. All right, last guess for clue number one. Go ahead, Gail. Get out. Get out. No. Sorry, good guess okay. though. Move on. All right, move moving on, on move to on. clue number two. Our film portrays two of the most memorable, memorable, wait a minute, I can't hear it. Memorable characters in movie history. Portrays two of the most memorable movie characters in movie history. Okay, I'm glad we narrowed that down. Okay. See, nobody's going to waste a guess on no that. Guess on no guess. No guess. All <laughs> right. Clue number three. Oh, goodness. Both of our main characters are ostracized by the worlds they want to inhabit. What? Both of the, both of our, both of the main characters are ostracized by the worlds they want to inhabit. 
Kathy. Kathy. Is it Planet of the Apes? Planet of the Apes. Oh, that's a good guess. No, ma'am. Sorry. Oh, my goodness. This is okay. Kenny. Kenny. Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Okay. That's... I guessed that last week, too. Okay, cool. He keeps wow, guessing. That movie was <laughs> frightening. <laughs> and... <laughs> Freddy. All right. Hey, hey, hey. Hang on, hang on, hang on, Sandy. Freddy, go ahead. Is it King Kong and Godzilla? King Kong and Godzilla. Okay, we're getting worse. Okay, <laughs> Not let's stop. It. All right, Sandy, was it you trying to guess? No, I was just telling you guys. Hint, hint, hint. Just he's always guessing Bill Cassidy. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Going on to clue number four. Oh, boy. Both of our main characters use their powers of persuasion to escape from their traps. Shelby. Shelby. Is it one of the Harry Potter movies? Like Harry Potter and Harry Potter. Why are you Sorry. getting these clues that are just This terrible. is Keith. Oh. All right, Keith. Cool hand, Luke. Cool, cool hand, Luke. That's a good guess, but not, sir. Sorry. Okay. I remember all the previous clues now. Which were all, all right, equally unhelpful. Okay. This is Nancy. Final... Oh, Nancy. No, she's Wait, not. I... I don't watch scary movies, but um, is it a Star Wars movie? Not a Star Wars movie. Sorry. Those aren't scary enough. <laughs> All right. Fifth and final uh, clue. Oh, wait, wait, this is Gail. Is it Whatever Happened to Baby Jane? Oh, that would be a good one to watch. No, but that's sorry. Okay. That's not Moving on. Hurry up. All we right. Gotta last, move clue. On. last clue. Last, last clue. Last clue. Please. The female lead. <laughs> is not only an orphan, but a disadvantaged backwoods girl who has worked hard to get uh, her dream job with the FBI. It's David. Mark All right, and then Mark, David. Mark and then David. Uh, I think the FBI screwed my answer, but I was going to say the Texas Chainsaw Massacre's great Texas movie. <laughs> oh, one day, one day. This is trees. Hold on, okay, hold on. Dave, David, David and Shree. The Silence of the Lambs. Silence of the Lambs. Very good, David. That's it. That was my oh. guess, too. Whoa. Okay. That was oh. my guess, too. Oh, All right. Everybody got it on that the That was going to be my Me guess, too. too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever. So, do, I get, very... do I get some lotion in the basket? <laughs> 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 okay, Johnny. What do we have? Johnny, I think you're gonna get. Uh, oh dear, I think you're gonna get a pair of lambs. That's all we got this time. A pair of a lamb chop with uh, Scre- where- screaming lambs. <laughs> screaming all lambs. Right. They're not silent at all. Okay, Mr. McCulloch, thank you so much all for those right. beautiful Thank clues. you, thank you, everybody, for playing Michael's movie. Minutia. Oh my gosh. Okay, oh. wow. Okay, thank you very much. And now we are back to our program. <laughs> huh, I'm exhausted. Okay, 
All right. Enjoy those lambs or lambs. <laughs> are they lambs? I don't know. How do you pluralize lambs? Pluralize I think it's lambs. Okay. Anyway, yeah. whatever. Sheep. All right. That would be sheep. Sheep. Okay. Enjoy those sheep, <laughs> David. You can ride them around in your boat. Okay. Okay. Here we go. This is Elisa. Back to our clues. Okay. Back to our lambs. Okay. Yes. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, uh, sorry. David has to go first because he had a question before the end. And then we'll get you, Elisa. And then just remember at nine o'clock, we have a, our iChoice segment. And that Ooh. will be with Sailor Cooper. So that'll be for about 15 minutes and then we'll come back to our program. All okay. right, so go ahead, David. Oh yeah, back to the, the issue with the wallet. Um, I've always uh, been able to take a picture of my cards and it turned out really good. I mean, they give you a lot of uh, directions, you know, how to place the card. And it, it's much better than most of the other uh, apps, you know, where it says, hey, scan your card. Sometimes I can never get them to scan right, but the um, Apple wallet has always been very, very simple. It and says course, it's, always, it says it's straight and the it CVV. says it's Hang on, hang on, hang on. Everybody has to announce themselves before they start talking and they wait to the host to acknowledge them. So David, please finish what you're saying. Oh, I said you always have to enter that CV, but, you know, of course, it'll only enter like the, I think, the expiration date in the card. And then, of course, you have to enter that, that special code from the back. Um, also, I was wondering if if you verify that the card number is correct. I mean, I, I, using these OCR apps on credit cards is not very accurate. So um, if you haven't had somebody like cited read that out to you, you might be missing a digit, you know, that, that is, uh, makes it invalid, you know. I don't know, I'm just thinking. All right, so who- All right, this is Pam. I, I got Ira to read me the card, so- I know the numbers are correct, and it says it's lined up correctly. All right. Well, hopefully it'll get you'll get it resolved. So thank you, Pam. This is Shree. Go ahead, Shree. Yeah, I just want to let people know. Um, I don't know if you guys have called Apple Accessibility recently. They they provide a new verbiage, and that verbiage says that any personal information they're blocking out. So I suspect if you ask them to correct a credit card they're probably not going to see it because the screen is going to be grayed out for them. So just be aware that they did change their policy for screen sharing and any personal information, the system is automatically graying the screen out for them. Huh. Interesting. Okay. Huh. Thank you, Shri. <laughs> All right. Nancy. Okay. Well, hold on. Is this still on this topic? No, I have a different question. Okay. Hold on. We have Elisa before you. Elisa, do you have your question? Okay, Elisa. One, this two, is Elisa. Go ahead, Elisa. So I was on Clubhouse during the weekend and I heard something about you can link or yeah, link your Instagram and Twitter in your bios. How do you go about doing that? All right. Who would like to talk about that? And I forgot to announce that iBug is going to be doing a mini buzz tomorrow at five o'clock on clubhouse and you can search for our club is out there i bet today okay go ahead ibrahim you're going to answer the clubhouse question i have answered to the uh recent question about linking uh, okay clubhouse. go ahead go ahead so what i would do uh in the past and i think it's the same thing i go to twitter and go to your settings and there's a button i believe that says um link different accounts or add different apps and uh, they'll give you a list, It'll be Facebook, Instagram, so on. 
and you just click on the one you want and then they'll ask you for your um, email and password. You do that and then they'll say, would you like Twitter to authorize this account or something like that? You say yes or okay and uh, then they're connected. All right, thank you, Ibrahim. Anybody else want to add anything to that? Linking your Twitter and so forth with Clubhouse. All right, okay, thank you. Hope that helps, Elisa. Okay, now moving on, Nancy, go ahead. Okay, um, <clears throat> I have a request from someone to um, set up a Zelle account. I, I currently use Apple Cash. And this person, the other person does not. I'm wondering if anybody has experience with Zelle and that uh, can talk about the security of that app. And also, can you do the same thing with it that you can with Siri, where you can say pay so and so using Siri? All right. Who has experience with Zelle? This is like, Kenny. Go ahead, Kenny. The only experience I had with Zelle is through my bank app. They use Zelle. And so it was very simple for me to just add a contact of who I wanted to send money to. And uh, I just added the contact, typed in the amount, hit send, and it, and it sent them a text and said, you have money. All right. <laughs> and so, uh, but that was through my bank app. Okay, hey, anybody else? David? Uh, yeah, Chase supports it. I think also maybe, maybe both Fargo or Bank of America, the big banks. Um, so if you have one of those kind of bank accounts, you can go through your bank app and, you know, transfer it that way. Okay, thank you, David. And, and this is Nancy. Did, does anybody know if you can use Siri in the same way you can with Apple Cash? Uh, it's Ibrahim. Go ahead, Ibrahim. Uh, I think you can because the last time I looked at Zelle at the bottom uh, where it said the size of the app and all the information, it said uh, Siri uh, kit or Siri enable. Uh, so any app that says that usually lets you enable Siri access when you're setting it up, like when you're going to the push notifications, uh, allow camera photos, etc. cetera. Um, but I also wanted to make a comment about Zelle. After you set up your profile, uh, it will make your profile public to other people by default. So I would advise going to settings and privacy and making it private. That's just a tip I have. Thank you very much. Thank you, Ibrahim. Very good. All right, Nancy, good luck. Okay, who's next? New this question. is Keith. Go ahead, Keith. Going back to Elisa's question with Twitter and uh, Instagram and Clubhouse. If you go uh, swipe to your profile, double tap your profile, then you uh, swipe down and you will get to a button that says add Twitter and then add Instagram. If you double tap on the add Twitter button, it will ask you to open up. It will say uh, Clubhouse wants to open up Twitter and um, you give it permission and go through the steps and, and when you do the add Instagram, it will ask you, do you want to sign in with Facebook, which Instagram is, is owned by Facebook, so it should easily link it up through your profile. All right. Thank you, Keith. Okay. This is Gail. Go ahead, Gail. Okay. I have a question about Clubhouse. Um, how, what is Clubhouse and like, how do you join it? I mean, is it like Facebook or 
do you get a clubhouse.com on on the on your iphone or can you who would like to thank you gail who would like to give a brief description of clubhouse Everybody? this is kenny hang on anybody else with mark am I no. go ahead mark go ahead thank you sandia um clubhouse is an app that you download first of all the only way to get into clubhouse is to get in either you can ask sign up and wait to be approved by the developers which will take a month of sundays or you can ask one of your friends who is already on clubhouse to sponsor you for want of a better word so they will send you a link after you've spelled out the app you'll get a link in iMessage saying that sandia has sent you sorry sandia I'm just using you as an example. Oh, that's Sandia fine. has sent you an invitation to join Clubhouse. You click on the link, follow the steps, because you've already downloaded the app, and bada bung, bada bing, you're in. And then from there, you can look uh, to, you get two invites yourself. You can also look and see through your contacts who of your contacts is already on Clubhouse and follow them and they can follow you. And subsequent to that, as you become more familiar with the various rooms or by the search criteria, you can search for people or you can search for clubs that you can join like the 15% uh, club, which is a disabled club, including visually impaired people which I would encourage every blind person to join because they do special tutorials for us with voiceover. But you can join those clubs or you can search for people and follow those people who you know that you find. When you sign up, you'll be asked to put in your name, like Gail Smith or whatever it happens to be. And you will also get a username, which is an at sign plus whatever you choose your username to be. Uh, and that will get you started on the journey in Clubhouse. There are lots of bug folks on here who you can follow or look for, and we'd be glad to help you out. Thank you, and Mark. That covers it, Sandy, Sandia, in a relatively short but simple no, way. No, that's great. Way that's we, could, we could talk the rest of the two hours on that. So. No, I was trying to make it as concise as Good. possible. Nice and you. condensed. Thank you. All right. Who's next? Okay, Gail, I hope that helps you. All okay. Right. All right. Uh, next question. Sure. All right. Thanks. You're welcome. All this right. Is Ibrahim. Go ahead, Ibrahim. Uh, I'm wondering, like, I mentioned this question last week, but I don't think it was understood. But I'm wondering, like, uh, on Dropbox and Twitter, I know you can be signed into two different accounts at the same time. And there's a way to, like, switch between them without signing out of the first one and then signing in into the other one. Um, I'm wondering if there's some kind of functionality like that in Zoom where you can be like switch them different accounts without right. We talked about that account. last week. Um, yeah, but I think it was it wasn't understood well. That's that's why I'm bringing it up again. Okay. Well, do you want to? What are you trying to do? Or does somebody else understand his question? Maybe I'm not. I'm, 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 Go ahead, Ibrahim. Explain it one I, more time. I was gonna. 
I was I was using Dropbox and Twitter as an example. Like, say you're on Twitter, you have two accounts, a public and a private one. Uh, you go to account in the left-hand corner. Well, hold on, hold on. T- tell us about in Zoom. What is it that you're well, trying I'm, to do? Uh, I'm giving the Twitter example so then you guys will understand the Zoom problem. This is Brad. Go ahead, Brad. Um, in Zoom, in the app that I've seen on a, on a desktop application, I've not seen it on the iOS, there is an option right above sign out, there's an option to switch account. That's exactly and what I'm you, talking about. Okay. Well, are you, if on a desktop, if you tab to where it says your name and then uh, select that, it will open up a drop down menu and you can go through a number of choices or to fast ways, just arrow up, which will take you to the bottom of the list. The bottom of the list is sign out right above that is switch account. And what it does is it takes you to the same kind of screen that you used to log in to begin with. And it asks you to enter a user, you know, email address, user ID, and then the password. Now, I do not know if it, I only have one account. So I don't know if it's going to switch account. Is that saving you the trouble of logging out and then logging in again? Or is this well, just... Well, when it does it on Twitter I, or... or I don't know anything about like Twitter. I'm talking about Zoom. Okay. I'm just using I have, an example. I have, a, I have a feeling that when you do this, you are going to get signed out of one account and signed into the other. That's it just what saves you the trouble of signing out of one. I don't believe you can be signed into two accounts at the same time. This okay, that's, that's what I'm looking for, to be signed in to switch without having my email and password again. All right. Okay, thank you. Okay, go ahead, Shree. I was just going to say, you know, you can always go to the account. It'll tell you which account you logged into. Okay. In fact, it's not going to show two accounts. It's going to show one of whatever account you signed in. It's going to show up. Okay. Uh, are, is your whole issue that you don't want to type the password? Is that your concern? Uh, no, because uh, I forgot the password and I'm using a, a borrowing somebody's device. So uh, I don't want to go through the whole hassle you logging want... out with the whole account and, and putting in my account every time. Right. So your issue is if you logged out, you're not going to remember that password. So you just want to stick with it. Yes. Got it. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Go ahead, Keith. Just FYI on the uh, iPhone app, it just has a sign out button. So that's that. All right. So if you sign out, you can't sign back in if you don't know the password. So, okay. All right. And another option is to just create an account. I mean, they are free, so it shouldn't be too bad if you had to do that. But anyway, that's just another option. Okay, we have a minute. We have a little bit of time before our iChoice segment. So, anybody else with a question? This is somebody new. Who's that? Free. This is free. Go ahead. So I have a question about my Apple Watch. Is that is that part in this section? About your what? Apple Watch. Yeah. Go ahead. So I is it me that my watch if I sleep with my watch it's randomly giving me the clock in the middle of the night is it because i'm leaning on something and it's pushing on the screen or is it doing it because i have it set up somehow it's just repeating the clock or saying the clock the time hang on anybody else want to talk about the apple watch question that sri has issue of it going off in the middle of the night okay go ahead kenny 
mine goes into sleep mode when I sleep and it, and I don't have that. I never get that issue. Matter of fact, I have to turn the crown to get it to speak. Um, so is yours going into sleep mode? Well, no, I think what's happening is I maybe the watch that I have as a pressure push because I have to, if I push on the screen, it, you know, like a touch and reads the time. And I think what I'm doing is when I'm sleeping, my screen is getting pushed either on the bed or the pillow. I don't know, but middle of the night, it'll say it's 3.35 in the morning. But <laughs> oh, no. uh, well, try turning side. on sleep mode in your, in your control center and see if that'll silence it. Is that, a, can you, do you have to do it every time or can you set it so it does it automatically? You, you have to set it on a schedule. Like mine is from, a, I think, 11 to 9. Ah, okay. Thank you. 11 p.m. to 9 a.m. To be clarified. Okay. This is it. Go ahead. Go ahead, Andrew. I just wanted to clarify too that yeah, it's probably because it's it's not going into sleep mode. But the the thing about it is is um, the schedule that you set for it is actually just kind of a window for it to start watching to see if you're going to go to sleep, if you're going to go to sleep, if you're not going to go into sleep mode. The watch goes into sleep mode, not you. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> um, and so it'll look for you to try to go to sleep around that time. And it will start with, once it detects it, you are asleep in that time and you have it actually enabled to sleep mode. It will, it will then lock your screen and lock your crown and everything so that you will have to actually physically turn the crown and go through a couple of steps to unlock, actually unlock your, your watch regularly. But um, so even if you, you know, don't necessarily know when you're going to go to sleep or whatever just give it a window of, of time when you probably would be asleep and it'll it'll try to look for you to go to sleep during that time all right this is and, go ahead Shree. so does this apply only to the newer watch or can it will this work on like series three anybody um this is go andrew ahead. yes go ahead sorry i've talked a lot tonight no, um no, you're good. i go believe ahead. i believe it's um uh, I believe it's only on the um, on everything above series three. So I think it's like the five, the um, SE, and the six. I believe it works, but you at least have to have the latest um, iOS watch OS. Sorry, whatever it's called for it. Um, but uh, that's if you have the sleep function at all. If if it's asking you to. Um, if, if it's letting you set up sleep on it, then it should work. Okay. Well, there you go, Shree. I hope that helps. That's all right. I'll just call you at 3.35 in the morning. Yeah. No, don't call me. Don't call us. <laughs> call back next Monday. All right. Well, thank you guys. So real quick now, we're going to switch over to the demo. It's the iToy segment. It's usually our fourth Monday, and today is the fourth Monday because March has five Mondays. All right. So, okay, for that, we're going to hand it over to Herbie. So we're going to mute everybody real quick. All right. And then we will invite Herbie. Okay.
All right, Her Herbie, you should be muting. Okay, can you hear okay, me now? Okay, yeah, then let me get Sailor. All right, and while Sonia's doing that, good evening, everybody, and welcome to our iToy segment where we talk about physical hardware pieces that go with your iPhone and whatnot. And we're going to be talking about something rather interesting today, the Envision glasses. So most of you will have most likely heard about the Envision AI app and you can use your phone's camera. But how awesome would it be to be able to use a pair of glasses that you can just wear on your face and you know, just basically move your head around? Well, Sailor Cooper, who many of you know from the Saturday meetings, um, back when we had them in person in the day, and the uh, I, some of the iBug cafes, has actually recently purchased them. And so I thought I would invite him on to talk about his experiences. Sailor, are you there? Uh, Herbie, thank you. Thank you for inviting me. It's, a, it's an honor to be here to demonstrate this device um, to iBug tonight. Um, so yes, uh, tonight I will talk about the Envision glasses. I'll demonstrate what they are. Uh, we won't have time to cover everything, but I'll demonstrate the basics, how they work, uh, uh, the price, and of course, where you can purchase them. Excellent. So start by just giving us a description of what they uh, look like. Well, Envision glasses, they, remember the, those of you who had iLook, remember the old uh, Google Classic glass that first came out? Yes, I think I've seen those. They kind of look yes, a lot they, like glasses. They're just like that. So they have, a, uh, they, have an arm, they have an arm on the right, which is the device itself. Uh, it has a power button off and on, and, and it has a touch, a touch pad. So you navigate back and forth, swipe up, swipe down, left, right, uh, to select items in double tap like you were on the iPhone. And... Uh, uh, it has a USB-C input uh, port that mm -hmm. charges, has fast charging, which is nice. Uh, going down, right above my nose is the camera, uh, which takes the pictures. And your left is the titanium frame. The frame attaches to the glasses on the right and then the frames to the left. You can also, for additional for, for additional costs, you can purchase a, a custom frame where you can fit prescription glasses. You can take it to your optometrist and they can fit prescription lenses into the Envision glasses for you, which I don't have because uh, I don't wear prescription glasses. No, but that is totally neat for those that do. Yeah. Okay. And so how long have you had them now? I've had them since January. Since January. This year. Okay. So you should be an advanced uh, user by now. But uh, what were you going to say? Yes, I've had them since January of this year. Uh, they, they just came out uh, in 2019. And well, 2020, they launched. And okay. Well, the perfect year, 2020 vision, huh? Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah actually, we were supposed to have a worldwide roadshow. Uh, before the pandemic started 
And then all of a sudden that hit and they, it was canceled. So they focused on development packaging. And at one point, I believe they shipped over a hundred of 111 pairs of Envision glasses. And, uh, uh, and how much did these cost? It's been great. The cost? Yes. The cost of this device, uh, don't be surprised. A lot of blind tech does cost uh, a lot of money, but it's cheaper than the other devices out there, like the OrCam, my eye. This device is $3,500. Um, you can purchase this through letsenvision.com, which is based in the, in the Netherlands, but you'll pay more for shipping. Um, so therefore, they there are authorized distributors in the U.S. Uh, I got mine from Floor Revision Technology. Uh, it's the, that was the first uh, uh, distributor that uh, that had them here in the U.S. I believe there are more that are coming. Okay, that's uh, definitely now. So, what do you? Uh, how do you use them, and what do you like about them? Well, basically. Well, uh, the way I use them is they have everything on the that the Envision application has, like a take pictures of text, detect colors, describe scenes. But this this actually has more. Uh, you can they just came out with a new update where you can identify cash, identify money, and uh, uh, and. Also, they have a feature where you can add an ally, where you can call like a friend. A friend can download the Envision Ally app and they can see what you see. So it's very similar to Iowa, except that you call a friend. Instead, be my eyes in Iowa. Now, I've heard down the line they will have third party applications uh, like Iowa and be my eyes integrated into this product. Um, what I like about it is that it's hands-free. Uh, you can take pictures, uh, and I could show you. I could do a demo right now. Definitely, go ahead. Uh, a, here's a page I printed. So I'm going to make sure this is right side up. Okay. So I'm, I'm on. I have this paper on the table now. I'm gonna uh, take a picture. I'm going to hit scan text. It's going to be, watch. Impressive, and all that came from the glasses. Yes, it did. It's pretty good. Uh, it so does have you... like with food packaging. Mm -hmm. uh, I wish I'm, that's one thing I dislike about it. It's not perfect, but I guess like with everything with OCR, things aren't perfect. But uh, it does a job uh, very well. And uh, uh, 
You can also do instant text. So say if you want to read a, like a, you know, a sign mm -hmm. on the door, it can read that. Uh, it can also recognize faces as well. You can program faces into, into these glasses. Okay. And, now, does it uh, have a headphone jack? No, uh, you, but you can connect Bluetooth headphones to it. Okay, because that would be totally awesome if I'm like looking for a place that doesn't have braille on the doors. I could just act naturally wearing glasses and yeah. have it read signs as I'm going by. Now that sounds totally yes. awesome. Okay. Um, so, so can I show you something? Go ahead. Yes. I'm going to hit describe scene now. All right. Door. You heard that? Room with a glass door. All right. So we now know something about where Sailor is at, folks. Um, so is there anything else that you like or dislike? Uh, I like the cash feature. Uh, hang on. Let me get my wallet real quick. Okay. Uh, now, I do like you... So I'm going to show you how to identify some money hands-free. Uh, so I'm going to pull out a couple of dollar bills here. Right. Yeah, Sailor, if you can come closer to your phone, it'd be good oh, to hear. I'm, I'm on my computer. Yeah, sorry. I need I had to go get my wallet. One American dollar. All right. Now I noticed it said searching for U.S. dollars. So can it only recognize U.S. money at the moment? Oh no! Oh no! No, it can recognize money from all around the world. Okay. You just have to download it. Okay. And so then, do you you so it actually runs then? Does it run separately from the phone, or is it paired to your phone? Uh, you have to pair it to your phone for it to work, but you don't have to run it. You don't have to have your phone nearby once it's paid. Okay. But you so, do have to connect it to Wi-Fi or your personal hotspot for most of the features. Okay. And now, and then, would you say that you like you know it's easier than aiming a phone camera in your experience or? Um... I'm sorry. What? So uh, yeah, you... it's a lot easier than aiming okay. a phone camera. Yeah. Well, I think that it's time to open the floor for questions. Great uh, demoing of these glasses, Sailor. And oh, um, you're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, anything else you want? Well, we're going to open. The, we're we're, we're going to open the floor now to uh, other people's questions because they may have uh, ones that I've not thought of. And um, Sonia, if you want to. Fix All right. That. So yeah, people, I have a question. This is Sonia. All right, go ahead, Sonia. So when when you're using that, so you're so when you're ready to scan some so just what you did, you you scanned it to it, you you scan it when you want it to do something, obviously. So you're using the same button every time. Yes, you use a touchpad to scan, yes. The touchpad. Okay. Is Where's the touchpad? touchpad? On your phone or on, on the, glasses? the glasses? On the on glasses. The... It's oh. to the, when you're wearing it, it's on your right side. Okay. All right. Okay. Sorry. I missed that. Okay. Thanks. Okay. Yeah. It's on your right side. Okay. This is Shree. Shree, go ahead. So, um, um, how, how often do they do software updates and do they, uh, will they give you free software updates for a year or? Do you know how that works after you buy the pair of glasses? Oh, man. 
uh, like uh, the distributor from Floor Division, like he tells me, uh, the developers in the Netherlands, they're releasing updates every month after month after month. And the reason why he encouraged me to purchase this was because unlike OrCam, it's a lot more expensive and you only get like two years of updates with OrCam. After that, you have to pay like $1,000 or so to update it more. Um, this one, the updates are free, constantly free. And I believe even this summer, um, it's, it's going to even have voice commands eventually. All right. Now, one thing before we go on, by the way, folks, this is very um, interesting. I think they had like a bug in their ear or something. I, I don't know, because uh, I tweeted this out this morning. So you'll find this in the iBug uh, Twitter timeline. But Envision on March 26th at 3 p.m. Eastern, which is 2 p.m. Central, they are also having their own Q&A on the Envision glasses. And you can sign up for that. So the information is on Twitter. I'll see about posting it to Facebook. So um as well, but wanted to bring that to everyone's attention. All right, who's next? Pam from Oklahoma. All right, we got Pam and Kathy. So I think we'll go with Pam first, and then Kathy, you will be next. Um, did you say you had to either use it with Wi-Fi or a hotspot? Yes, that's correct. For most of the features, not all the features, but like the major features, like scanning text and uh, describing scenes, you do need Wi-Fi or. Uh, your personal hotspot, yes. And also, how long does the battery last? It lasts about five hours, so. Oh, thank you. Right, that's pretty good. Okay, with Kathy. How often, how long do you wear these? Or how often do you have them on during the day? Oh, well, I'm at home most of the week. I work from home. So, honestly, I put them on, like, at least once a day for a few minutes to, like, read my mail and stuff, but as I go out and about more, um, I'm sure I'll be using them a lot more, which is good. This is Shree. Shree, uh, go right ahead. How's the durability of it? Have you dropped it? Uh, have you, uh, like, how, how durable is it? It's pretty durable. Also, it's water resistant, so if you're in the rain with it, it's going to be fine, but, you know, if you, if you Jump in the lake with it, you know, you're doomed, of course, but um, it's pretty doable. Uh, still, though, I wonder how it would describe the lake scene if you jump in a lake in it before it fries, you know. Uh, but uh, don't This is out. Nancy. Nancy, yes. Um, does it have a GPS built into it, or do you have to use your phone paired with it to, to go out and... Uh, um... No, you have to use your phone. It doesn't have GPS built in, no. Steven. So I'm curious, and Herbie, you can weigh in on this too. Um, Sailor, have you ever used the OrCam? I mean, if so, do you have a comparison between the two? No, I've never used the OrCam. I've heard of it, but um, I've heard from what Florida Vision told me, because they sell OrCam as well. This is a lot better than the OrCam. You get more, you know, you get more bang for your buck for it. Because again, you get constant updates and uh, OrCam, it's less battery life. And after two years of updates, you have to pay like $1,000 to update it. Okay. All right, folks, um, real quick, I have posted the webinar registration information now on the 
iBug Today uh, Facebook group. So in addition to Twitter, you can also find the information there if you want to uh, attend their webinar. Remember that's March 26th at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. I f forget what day that is. Um, but it'll be a, a Zoom, I think it's a Zoom webinar. So anyway, that's now posted in the Facebook group for anybody that is interested. All right, anybody else? This is Shree again, sorry. Shree, yes. Um, so have you used it where you have allowed someone else to see what you see on the glasses? And if so, how smooth was it for the other person on the phone? No, not yet. I, I have yet to try that. Yeah, I was just going to say, you know, that's the one big difference between the OrCam and this is that feature where someone else can kind of navigate you if you're out in the public area. Yeah, I've yet to try that, yeah. And that'll be especially great if it works with, you know, third-party apps, too, because, you know, there's people that will just be much more easier to FaceTime. Um, you know, of course, they'll be broke because, you know, I don't have the 3500 for the glasses, but uh, that's neither here nor there. But all right. Um and, um, you know, the, actually, my other question, though, was that app. So, like, can you see that, like, if you have some vision, like, can you see them as well? Is it a two-way camera mm -hmm. or is it just one way? I think it's just one way, I think. Okay. All right. This is Dana. Dana, yes. Is, can you identify colors with it? Yes, you can. All righty. All righty. This is Sonia. Sonia. Um, with regard to, um, you, you said that you could pro. Is it like is it like seeing AI where you program the people in it and then yes. it'll automatically tell you that they're there, or do you have yes. to scan the it's, room? Or it's automatic okay, once cool. it once it sees them. Yes. Oh wow. Okay, that's great. Okay, well, thank you, this, Sam. This is Shri. Yep. Shri. Sorry. What's uh? I'm just following up on Sonia's question. Do you know how far it will pick up a person? Um, oh, no, I'm not quite sure. Now, here's another question. Do you know, like, so if you scan a page, do you know if there's any way to save the uh, document for later retrieval? Yes, you can. You can save it. And it's saved in your Envision library on, the, on your Envision application. Plus, if you get, if you purchase the Envision glasses, you will get an automatic lifetime subscription of the Envision application. Oh, now that's this is an Kenny. Perk. Kenny, yes. I was going to ask, um, does, does this also use the Envision AI app, or is it a separate total piece? It's a separate total piece. Okay, so it has, oh, it doesn't use the app at all. Okay, thanks. It does use it to pair, yeah. And, and to save photos to your library. And also to teach faces, you have to use the app as well. All right. So, yep, very limited use of the app, but you will need it to for the initial setup and for some features. And probably, I'm guessing it uses the app for the software updates as well? No, you can update the software right on these glasses. Oh, okay. Yeah, folks, glasses are not what they used to be. You, you know, now they can you can wear them and they scan things and they update themselves. Isn't that truly amazing? Yeah. All right, anybody else? Kathy again. Yes, okay, let's give Vanessa a chance, and then we'll come back to you, Kathy. Sure. Hi. I, I, you may have answered this question, but I was trying to understand whether or not 
the um, Envision AI has the tutorial process on it. Someone else mentioned CNAI, and they do that for each channel on CNAI. So is that similar on the uh, Envision glasses where it gives you a tutorial, a step-by-step? Okay, thank you. All right, Kathy. Is the scanner like a full-fledged, could you... Could you sit down and read a book? You know, you have yeah. to wait a couple of, and, okay. You can even do batch scan, scan multiple pages at a time. And once you're done, you can. Okay. Oh, good. And would it be stored on the iPhone then? Yes. Yes. Okay. This is Shree. Go ahead, Shree. Shree, yes. Does it recognize handwriting? Uh, yes, it does, actually. So it recognizes cursive too then? Yeah, uh, yes. I haven't tried it, but it does. I hope it does. All right. Excellent. Michael. And Michael. Hey Sailor. When you were yes. describing the uh, actual glasses, I think you said the camera is in the center, I guess right like right above the bridge. Yes, right above the bridge. So, yes. Do you know about how large what's the diameter of that camera uh, camera? You know, uh, I'm not sure, but it, it's like I said, it's very. If you've seen the Iowa Classic glasses, it's yeah, very much like that. Okay, yeah, I used to have the Iowa glasses, so well, I still have them, they're not usable anymore, but okay, similar to that. And the, 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 the lenses are clear, I assume, right? Yes, is there an option to get them uh, tinted or like sunglasses? Yes, I believe you can, yes. Okay, thanks. Okay. All right, anybody else? All right, I hear some typing. Okay, all right. Sorry, that's okay, me that's typing, but I'm still paying full attention. Okay, any any final questions? Okay, well, it's pretty cool. Thank you, Sailor. Thank you. Cool, You're cool welcome. toys. Yeah. I toys segment. Thank you, Sailor. All right, we'll have to check them out in person one day. Okay, now for whatever time, thanks for being sailor. Uh, <clears throat> so first for the whatever remaining time we have left, any leftover questions that we may have, we can address them. Any questions, last minute, not last minute, just new questions. This is Carrie. Go ahead, Carrie. Great. Um, I find that sometimes I'm in a um, app and I do the magic double touch and something like my Bard or my Pandora will pop on. And I know through the app switcher, both of those are closed. Am I not closing something properly? This is Shree. Go ahead, Shree. Yes. Yeah, it's basically your music app is pretty much running in the background. Um, you, there's, you can't, at least I know for me, I have not been able to close it. So when nothing is running and you do a double, you know, you do the magic tap, it'll typically turn the music on. This is Herbie. Go ahead, Herbie. Yeah, this is something that's been introduced to the iPhone that I used to think of only applied to the other phones um, that are not iPhones. But um, I've noted, like, TuneIn is notorious for this, too. Like, I'll close it out, and then 
I'll do a double tap and all of a sudden it'll start playing the stream again and it's like I almost have to open the app just to get it to go away. It's rather sometimes double tapping again will but it's rather frustrating. Um and it's like yeah, the music app used to be the only one that did that. But other apps are doing it too. So it's nothing it's just, you're doing wrong. It's just something that This is Brad. Brad, go ahead. If if you look in your control center on your iPhone, uh in the you'll see the now playing feature and whatever you had been doing the last, if you'd been listening to something on Bard or listening to something on your tune in app, those things are in your now playing. And if you should happen to do the random two finger magic tap you are going to kick off whatever was queued up in the now playing. And the only way I can figure to do that is uh, uh, start playing something else. But it's, it's just kind of a weird thing that the iPhone does. Okay. Thank you, Carrie. This is Keith. Go ahead, Keith. Typically the two finger magic tap, the other times that you can two finger magic tap and it will not turn on your player is if you have a call coming in or you're hanging up a call or also if you are like in messages or uh, notes or something that you can dictate um, it, the two finger magic tap will uh, tap on the dictation. But if you don't have those, um, if you're not in a call or where you can, where you're typing text, it will, like Brad said, it just brings up that player. So uh, you can have everything closed out and it still happens. Okay. Thanks, Keith. Hope that helps, Carrie. It's Brad. Brad. I've noticed since the introduction of iOS 14, I will use the two finger double tap to hang up a phone call and something will start playing music or something like that. It was in my now playing will start playing. I believe that's a I, iOS 14, I, I consider that a bug because when I do the two-finger double tap to hang up a phone call, it ought to just hang up the phone call, do nothing else. But that I have noticed since iOS 14 came out. Yep, uh, me too. All right, anybody else? Final thoughts on that? We might have time for one more question. Anybody with a new question? Maybe not. No new questions. <clears throat> that is, we did talk a bit about um, magic tap, and that is, a, you know, a very important gesture. And we talked about answering phone calls and disconnecting phone calls, and I guess the <laughs> this double side oh, sword. Yeah, go ahead, Keith. I'm sorry, I was just going to ask a general question. Has anybody had problems with Siri here lately? I've I've had uh, issues with uh, Siri and also uh, getting Siri to open up apps, getting Siri to, and I've been to the point where I'm having to restart my phone quite often. Mm. Yeah, this this is Gail. Go ahead, Gail. I've had had problems with that too. Okay. And I I thought it was uh, maybe this... uh, update but even before the update i've been having a lot of problems with siri okay well this is keith yes i mean i've been getting the typical um whatever she says waiting waiting trying or whatever i've been getting that a little more uh more frequently than before but i mean now it's to the point where 
I'll ask it to open up an app or, you know, send a text and she, it will just stall out. And the only thing that seems to fix it is to actually restart the phone. This is Kenny. Yeah, go ahead, Kenny. Um, Keith, are you running the, I think the latest update is 14.41. Are you running the latest update? Yes. Okay. Hmm. I guess wait till 14.5 then. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, with with that, Uh, thank you, Kenny, for helping host. That's the brings us to the end of our call tonight. And um, thanks to everybody for all their participation and questions and answers. And we will be back next week. And don't forget, Mac and Talk tomorrow, our movie, Silence of the Lambs. Be ready to be frightened. And then our Apple workshop on Saturday from 2 to 4. We are uh, grateful for all of your help tonight. And we hope to join you. You will join us next week, the fifth Monday of March. Have a good night. Take and care. don't forget about Clubhouse tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Clubhouse mini buzz at 5 p.m. Central. All right. How exciting. A new platform. All right. Good night to everybody. Good night. Uh, bye. Good night. Good night.